What's going on, everyone? It's Mohammed, the host of Aware Alpha. And welcome to episode 98, 99. I'm not sure exactly which episode this will be. Just want to say I am feeling super grateful as usual. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor to have a platform where I'm able to, you know, interview guests all around the world that are, you know, chasing their purpose, living a life and sharing their message with this world. And for me, it's just an honor to get to talk to these guests. And at the same time, I have this platform where there's listeners that are not only listening to us for entertainment purposes, but they're really listening to change their life, to get some kind of information that they can start to implement into their day-to-day -day life. And hopefully they start to live their purpose and just embody a happy, peaceful, free life. And today's guest is another special guest that I've been connected with the last couple of months. Uh, she is, you know, doing some amazing things in her space. She goes by the name of Leah. And with that being said, welcome to the Aware Alpha podcast. And one of the things that, uh, Leah, can you hear me as well? Perfectly. Thank you so much, Mohammed. Perfect, perfect. So one of the my first uh, questions that comes up to the top of my head is, I'm curious to know, what do you mean by a multidimensional being? Mm, I love this. So for me, a multidimensional being is our ability to see ourselves beyond the seen well, beyond the matrix, beyond um, our experiences, the conditioning of life, the way we grew up, the family we grew up around, but more so tapping into what is, who am I in the core level? Mm -hmm. And you know, we're more energy that we are more matter, right? Mm -hmm. So I am more soul than I am a human. My experience today is as a human, but I'm still choosing to take my wisdom and finding answer beyond this world. Mm. And so that brings so much gift and so much understanding to who I am. What is my purpose? What I'm here to do? What do I want to share with the world, etc. Mm. And that's, yeah. I like that. So it's like, because a lot of us, we just think we're this physical being, right? A lot of people are not aware where that, there's more than just this physical, there's this spiritual, there's a soul, there is inner child, and there's all these different things, right? And to make sure I have this right, and what you're saying that a multidimensional being is someone that's all that and more. I think the biggest tragedy of humanity is this disconnection to our divinity. Mm. because without this connection we are victims of our own pain we're victims of our own past of our own trauma of conditioning we have a disconnection and we actually lost our authentic self-expression and we have just punch what is around us and unfortunately in the world that we're living there's a lot of system as the educational health system uh, economic system that is not in the favor as the individual um, human that is just living his life and wanting the best for himself etc mm -hmm. so realizing that what we've learned from the ground is not always the truth mm -hmm. but I can actually preach the truth in different places that are more true to my heart mm. and when people are disconnected from this then this is how how the world ha and 
how the world is in war right mm. because there's a true disconnection to the divinity and i'm not talking about religious mm. because religion is something else again right um you've been taught a certain way to believe in certain things and sometimes it's out of your own value but you just integrate it that so much mm. while spirituality your divinity is something more open i do believe and more true to myself but as well true to the well-being of everybody and there's a lot of responsibility like i am responsible for myself for my life for my choice for my emotions and this is being a spiritual and embodied self in a multidimensional way mm, i love that i love the way you explained that that makes total sense and i really resonate with it as well so now, like for someone that's listening to this, that maybe I've heard this concept or this term the first time, how would you say somebody could start to live as this multidimensional being that we all are? What would be the, like, how would you answer that? Or what would be the steps that you would give someone to start embodying this? So something that I do believe is that in the society we live, we have zero awareness on our emotions, mm -hmm. how to actually function as a human being mm -hmm. out of the systems, you know? And again, this is a true disconnection to our truth and how to move through life. And so when we can reconnect to this aspect of ourselves, mm -hmm. which is maybe the animal aspect, the more intuitive and sensitive, the more emotional mm -hmm. and stop repressing what is within us because another tragedy i do believe is that we walk around with a lot of trauma you know trauma there's a certain spectrum yeah. and like you can something very small can traumatize a kid or mm -hmm. even an adult actually and so since we haven't learned to express our emotions healthily we have learned to repress it. Don't be angry. Don't don't cry, etc. Mm -hmm. And so, in the energetic level, you know, emotion is energy in motion. Yeah. So instead of moving it out of the body, we will repress it. Mm -hmm. And so, this energy in motion doesn't go anywhere. It's not transmitted. It stays in the body. Mm -hmm. And those emotions actually stop us to be our true authentic self mm. to be free to talk as i desire to say what i want mm. to be happy a certain way and will actually make us continue to affect our thoughts mm. our feelings and our behaviors mm. so if i could have an advice for the people who's starting in this i think it's very important to be able to turn ourselves to professional Mm. Who are aware of this that can teach us but as well who can help us to release trauma of our body mm. so i'm personally a hypnotherapist okay. and this is what i do as a trauma release therapist okay. and so i help people to tap into their own energetic field mm. to see their own blockages Mm. to release them so we tap into the subconscious mind because our subconscious mind is literally um 90 of our reality mm. and 96 percent uh, of our unconscious behaviors mm. so it's mostly unconscious we only 10 percent conscious of what we do and what we think 
Mm. So the real core work is here. So first I would say really investing in somebody to help to heal whatever is here, release. I actually don't fully believe in psychotherapy, only talk therapy, mm. because it's a big lack of uh, the understanding and um, the awareness of energy, mm. which is emotions blocked in the body. Mm. And second, again, working with the subconscious mind, as I was saying, is the freaking core of everything. Mm. and so how do we do as an individual without if eventually there's no an opportunity to invest in professional mm. is through practices is through devotion to yourself mm. and i'm sure you're very aware of this and i'm sure you've embodied that very much as mm. uh, you know anatha man is very disciplined and devoted and committed mm-hmm. and Personally, as a very feminine and working in the feminine work, mm. uh, this is something I had to learn. Mm. But um, so, again, disciplined and the way I work mm. is, and I'm a little bit more further on the path, mm. but for really beginners, I would say meditation is the foundation. Yes is the foundation because everything starts in the mind right Mm. so everything is when we can put awareness on the thoughts and choose better for ourselves Mm. this can shift truly somebody's experience of life Mm. and not only i have to say that in internet there is an incredible an incredible availability of Mm. free knowledge free Mm. content Mm -hmm. how to be this how to become this how to feel better like this and this is how i started this is how i started my own journey Mm. five years ago um i was a tattoo artist for 10 years and i was very successful and very fulfilled until i wasn't anymore Mm. and so along the way i had what we call my spiritual awakening so everything fall down around me i realized of my toxic behaviors the way i've been playing a victim my whole life and how my trauma and childhood has been still affecting me at that point mm. and so this is the moment where i decided to take responsibility and to change things for myself mm. and it took me a good year before to actually invest in people to help me because i'm big in this i have had many mentors in my life and I still do even though I'm mentoring myself woman you know I think is a path of growth of course yeah and um so before that when there is something that you put awareness within you that is not working anymore Mm. I invite people to look online what is there for me how what can I do because there is solutions Mm. there is practices there is um rituals that can really shift things for ourselves Mm. in a way that people aren't even aware Mm. and my biggest message for the world and my mission is to spread awareness around healing Mm. there is so many mental illness disease Mm. um life-threatening illness Mm. that or even body 
body chronic pain mm. that people think they're irreversible. Mm. This is who I am. And they're creating their identity around it. This is who I am. I'm going to be my own life sick that way. Mm. This is not the truth. This is what the system makes us believe. People yeah. have a cancer. They go months in chemotherapy and may not even, there's only 2% of risk of success in the chemotherapy. Mm. Well, with one session with the right professional, mm. you can release the root core of the life-threatening because anything that is in the body mm. was first in the emotional. Mm. So all of our sickness, body chronic, almost all of them are actually first coming deep-rooted from trauma, life experience, pain that we have repressed so much mm. that the body cannot handle anymore. So when I was talking about this repressed energy, mm. this energy becomes so heavy. The body, the soul call in to heal, mm. but we cannot listen. So the cells start to eat each other and that creates viruses, that creates sickness and illness and people die from it. Mm. I love How that. tragic is that? Yeah. It reminds me of a book. Uh, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And in the book, it talks about that... It, the trauma and the experiences pretty much emotions like it's energy in motion so if if you don't process it you're pushing it in your body and then you keep pushing it and then eventually it leads to chronic illness and just mental health all the stuff that if you just actually start to process these emotions you actually start to feel better right and you also so, and that was a great way you answered that about multi how can one start to be their multi-dimensional being and you said to tap into their heart listen to their intuition and get to the root of the trauma which a lot of us in this world are dealing with some type of trauma right my question is like for from your perspective how does one start to like listen to their heart and so their heart can guide them into where where they should go about this so this is a great question and people ask as well, how can I be more present, mm. right? Because those are very important. We want to be present. We want to enjoy the day-to-day -day life, the little things, looking yeah. outside, seeing a bird and feeling in your heart, right? Mm. We all deserve it. And listening to our heart, being able to have our inner wisdom guiding us, etc. So, But the thing is that, again, when we come back to trauma and to trapped emotion, those trapped emotions are literally influencing from mind to body to beyond. Mm. So it's, I remember a few years ago, I was really trying back to be in the present moment to listen to my truth, mm. but I was so traumatized within me mm. that there was no true way. And along the way, I remember this exact moment when I was walking outside and I was looking around and feeling so present and just at peace within me. Mm. And that was very much due to all the releases that I had been through, mm. all the work that I have done yeah. to release those pains. Mm. And, uh, and so for the heart, it's a bit the same thing. When we are too much in our mind, how can you listen to Vani? Mm. Impossible. 
Because when you say our heart, our heart is as well the connection to our inner child, mm. to our body, to our subconscious mind, to our soul, mm. and beyond, our higher self. Mm. And so in, there is incredible inner wisdom there but we've learned to be there so much in the mind that we cannot fully connect so when we can eventually have a meditation practice like 10 10 minutes per day Mm. will help to lower the noise in the mind with time Mm. and eventually we have more space to listen for the heart yeah and so and to go a little bit deeper than into the practice of listening to the heart, because somebody can um, have done already some disciplined work around the mind, but mm. still having a hard time to listen to the heart. And so this is something I have learned not so long ago, is that first, it's very important to be able to feel into the body, right? Mm. You need to be able to feel into your energetic centers. Mm. So when something happened, where do I feel it? Okay, so this is this is awareness that we grow with time, right? Mm. And so another thing is that when you arrive to that point, when you can feel into your heart, the touch is really helpful. Mm. If I can touch into my chest where my heart is, Mm. where my energetic center of hurt is, mm. then I can feel better. And this is one of practice. Sigam, when you ask a question to your heart, your heart can literally answer. Mm-hmm. And the way you can find the answer is yes or no. And the yes will feel light mm-hmm. and the no will feel heavy. Mm. And you will feel, if you really aware with your body feelings, you will feel, okay, should I eat this? And the yes feels light and the no feels heavy. Okay, what do I feel? Mm-hmm. And that's the guidance that we can find with our hearts. Oh, I like that. That's definitely something I want to try myself. For just for, um, like, how did you get to where you are? So you said you were a tattoo artist. Just give a little background, like, where were you born? How did you just, you know, just a little picture of Leah's life? Yes. So I was born in the south of France and I actually had a very chaotic childhood. My mother was an alcoholic. My parents split up. I was very, very young. Mm. Um, and then I almost got adopted around my five years old because my mother wasn't able to be responsible for me. She would drink and leave me in the car or leave me alone mm. in my house in a very, very young age. Yeah. And after that, when I was seven, she passed away. My father got me. And then my father wasn't able neither to really take care of me. And there's a lot of like, and it's something that's still holding in me, a mm. lot of responsibility, lack of responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I grew up pretty much on my own. Mm. Uh, at 14 years old, I had my first apartment. And um, then, you know, first boyfriend or like second boyfriend, it's been such a chaotic realizing that I have so much pain inside of me. I was 17 years old. I just started to um, grieving my mother that was dead, passed away for like 10 years Mm. because due to trauma, I was so dissociated from my body. Mm. 
I would constantly hurt myself being sick and not feeling it mm. because I was so disconnected from my emotional body. So we have five bodies, just to go a little bit on, into depth. Mm. We have the physical body, the mental body, mm. the energetical body, mm. the emotional body, and higher consciousness, our souls. So they're all interconnected, but we're living in a world when only the physical yeah. is addressed, right? So the problem is that they all actually influence each other. Mm. So when we are disconnected with our emotions, then we cannot be disconnected with our spiritual, yeah. energetical body. So I was fully con disconnected from my truth, actually, my body. And along the way, I think the real triggers for me was relationship. I went through a lot of um, different pain and it was a real realization because, you know, relationship is how you see yourself. It's your biggest mirror, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that was my ability to see that a lot of things were wrong inside of me. Mm. And it was due obviously from the environment where I grew in. Mm. And to take actually empowerment through it all, I know that my soul has de decided to mm. take this path in order to bring me to my purpose and to be who I am today. Mm. So along the way, I'm an artist, so I went into art. I am as well like very dedicated. And so I went very far into my career in a very young age until the day that I had a very tough breakup Mm. that broke me in pieces but only to put me back together mm. and so yes this time this is when I end up to have broken everything around me mm. and being alone on the floor with like the desire to die mm. and at that point there was no other solution than slowly actually taking action for myself mm. and only taking true responsibility to what I feel, my path, where I'm meant to go. And mm. along the way, doing the work that I was doing, the art wasn't inspiring me anymore. I've just lost connection. And that was my heart telling me, you need to go somewhere else. Mm. And so I spent two years completely obsessing on healing and learning everything I've invested into course um, and then I decided to start my business as a mentor so I help women uh, along the way of their healing journey to go through and bringing them to wholeness mm. and then I eventually went into hypnotherapy and that has totally changed my career and my view on human and healing um, I had the chance to be um, trained by an incredible woman in mm. Bali, Indonesia, and she really um, taught me the deep core of what is energy, what is healing, what is our souls. And so from then, as I started, my first sessions were incredible. Mm. And I realized that I was meant to do that my own life. Mm. And now it's been only a year and a half and I have had incredible results with my clients, like life-changing results. Mm, and so 
and we can truly, and this is again the message that I want to share that we can truly heal anything mm-hmm. and become whole. Even the worst disease and illness, there is always a door out. And yes. So now I'm actually mentoring women by groups yeah. and we have uh, every week a transmission and healing session. So we go deep into everything that I've shared into like ancestral wounding, mm. uh, womb healing for women that is very important, um, inner child healing and reclamation of our sexuality, of our femininity and inner power really. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much. First of all, sharing your story. Um, it just, that was very authentic. And one of the things that came to my mind was you, you know, I feel like a lot of people will go in and out of relationships all their lives and continue to blame like the outside world. Like he wasn't my type or she wasn't this. Or, and it's very few that ever sit back and reflect and say, maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe I have something going on. Maybe I have some type of trauma that keeps attracting this type of people in my life. And I keep reliving these things. And you mentioned at that one point, you were like, wow, like I have to heal my own trauma and like my own stuff because it's me. It's not the partners. Right. How do, would you say like, first of all, how old were you when that happened? And then second, how were you able to come to that awareness? Because like I said, not many people ever like turn inward and say, maybe it's me and not these people that keep coming in and out of my life. Uh, well, for me, it was, so that happened uh, five years ago. So I was around 24, 25 years old. Okay. And um one part was very obvious since my past and the childhood and the environment where I grew up. And I've always been attracted to very healthy family, upgrowing men. And obviously we attracted to our contrast, you know, because yeah. we learned through duality. Yeah. And so at that time I was pointing at him, you mm. know, you're not emotionally available for me. You cannot handle what I feel, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But there's a point that this scenario just run itself low. And there's a, like, I quickly realized that, um, and I was actually pretty aware before that there was things within me that needed to be healed, that needed to find balance. And, to talk about my relationship right now and for the ones who are in relationship, one of the most important, and I'm actually talking about friendship too, Mm. because relationships are a work, even in friendship, you know, and the one that are the stronger are the one that can go through the storm, but still being aside of each other. Mm. And so taking full responsibility, one of our rules and even in every of my, of my friendships, is taking full responsibility for what I feel. Mm. And that goes by this. You have done this, Mm. and he makes me feel like this. Mm. You've done this, you make me feel like this. There's a difference, Mm. right? And this is the difference. And this is so important. When you can come to somebody, and we're talking about parents, friends, uh, partners, 
Right. Mm. I feel like this. And yeah. the reason I feel like this is because I've experienced this with you. Mm. Now I'm vulnerable, honest with you. It's hard for me, but this is what I feel. And when you come like this to a person, and I'm saying that to my clients who have like struggle with parents, etc. Yeah. Nobody can say, nobody can get angry at this, mm. right? Because you're expressing what you feel and you don't blame anybody. Mm. Because the truth is that you have to hold the belief that whatever happens in the external world, you are responsible for how it makes you feel. Yes. That's it. Yes. So taking full responsibility is definitely a must. It's a key. Mm -hmm. It's a key for helping. And I'm saying this for me, sometimes it's still hard because we have trigger. Trigger being a response for a pain that is still within us. Mm. So maybe my partner is going to trigger me a certain way and I will feel, and my body wants to say, fuck you, you make me feel like this, you know? <laughs> my old body is, but I cannot respond by this. Yeah. Because it's damaging us. Mm. So instead, I will breathe and like, okay, I feel like this. I know it's not his fault. Mm. It's because somehow in me, even though there's maybe, sometimes it happens, a misalignment in his behavior, yeah. I will share what I feel and this is not right for me. Those are my boundaries. This is not working and this is working. But this is how to communicate. And again, in friendship is very important too. Mm. Thank you so much for that. And also, I follow you on Instagram and seeing you and your boyfriend, Brad, like, you know, it's always like relationship goals. You guys have so much fun. You guys are dancing, enjoying traveling the world. It's truly, truly beautiful just to see how just authentic you guys are um and just how like integrate like you guys just you know it's like it's you guys are just perfect for each other it looks like when you watch the videos right and i'm sure it's taken a lot of work and conversations and to get to where you guys are right what would you say is um not just one but some of the keys to a healthy happy aware relationship So one of the keys will be expressing what you feel mm. because holding resentment, it's what literally drove relationships apart. Mm. And this is a very, this is a little bit more of a masculine approach. I am not fully going to share what I feel because I don't want to create problems and I'm prepared to keep this inside of me. And what is not expressed is repressed. It doesn't go anywhere. It's only going to freaking rot inside of you. Mm. And then another thing come up. So it's just peeling up. And that's the true reason why people do not stay together. Because when we hold resentment, we are irritable. We're getting annoyed easier. Mm. So the, the, the everyday life becomes way more harder and harmonious. So it's, it takes time. This is the thing. Like people have to understand that a true conscious relationship, it's actually a work because we come from two different paradigms, two different cultures sometimes, two different opposite core uh, energy as feminine and masculine, even in, in uh, homosexual. 
um, there's always a lot of difference and this is why we are attracted to each other, right? It's the mm. polarity. So if we don't express fully, then it just it just destroyed more that he he actually built back. And so when we can again come back to the way we communicate, taking fully responsibility for what I feel, mm. then the communication is way more soft, way more loving, way more caring. And mm. so communicate struggles or lower emotions then becomes way more easy mm. because there is a peace in the in the midst of pain, trigger, and arguing. Yes, yes. No, that was a great point. You know, in a healthy relationship, I say, right, where, you know, everything, like, it's a healthy relationship, but even in healthy re relationships, trust issues still come up, right? So what would you say is the root of those trust issues? Because if my partner hasn't shown any signs that I shouldn't trust them, they're literally committed to me, they love me, they're there for me, but yet I still, let's say, have trust issues. Where would you say are those trust issues coming from? And what are they saying about me and my trauma? So trust issues most of the time come obviously from traumas. And there's a wide range of why it's still within us. Mm -hmm. But it can be held by a body like an energy, trapped emotion. And so it will influence our thoughts, our feelings and behaviors. Even if our partners haven't shown any traits of like being untrustworthy. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it comes back to fully taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. So having the belief and knowing even if it doesn't feel like it, that your partner have the best intentions. Mm. That means that anything he does, as a man from my experience, yeah. I know his intentions are good. Yes. So even in midst of trigger, even when I don't fully believe that I can trust him, I can remember, come back to this belief, his intentions are good. Mm-hmm. And so along the way, really sharing as well. Well, I'm not always feeling trust, but when I don't trust, I'm not blaming. Mm. I'm looking within. Okay, here there's a mistrust. Okay, am I? And when we trigger, it's very hard to take these conscious thoughts, right? But along the way, we can really find the ways of like, this is just showing me that I need to work on myself. Mm. taking full responsibility is is really the key mm. i love that and now to lead into the next question that just came to my mind is that so let's say we are in a healthy relationship and these trust issues come up and then we're like okay look i'm taking this is not my partner they're a great partner this stuff has to do something with myself so now i have the awareness where i'm like you know what i'm gonna take full responsibility for this because this has something to do with myself my own trauma now i'm aware that i have some trust issues going on you know whether it was you know my growing up with mom and dad weren't really there for me uh which built these trust issues so it's hard for me to trust a woman or a man now like if i was to ask you in steps like how do i go after i take full responsibility how do i go about building trust with myself now 
and fixing those trust issues. Mm -hmm. So everything that is outside of us is first within. Mm. So if I don't trust myself, I cannot trust people. Mm. It's just, it doesn't work. So first I need to find ways to trust myself and to show to myself that I can do the things that I say, that I can I can show up like this, that when I say something, I will do it. And so building this is very important before to be able to build it outside of ourselves, right? And then if you want to work without a professional, for example, uh, most of the time, if you don't, for example, trust the opposite word that it sex, like a woman, if you don't trust women, there's there's a mistrust with the first woman you had in your life relationship. So mm-hmm. that's the mother or the grandmother if there was no mother, right? Yeah. So in that case, how can I heal this relationship? Mm. So I can heal further every relationship because again, the root is always in the, in the first relationships we ever have. Mm. Mm, I like that. That's a great answer. You know, one of the things that when it comes to suppressed emotions, going back to that topic, you know, let's say like I'm aware that I'm like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of suppressed emotions in me. I find out that, you know, I had a traumatic childhood. What would you say are, you know, one or two practices that one could start to do to release unstuck emotions? So as an individual, so without professional, Mm. um, breath work is very, very powerful. Mm. Because with the power of breath, we can Mm. tap into those trapped emotions in the body and Mm. releasing them. But I want to share something that is very important as a trauma release therapist is that a trauma happened mm. when we didn't get the right understanding and love. Mm. So to heal trauma is to heal trauma with love. Mm. And most of the time this imply being with other people, mm. healing together, healing with a support. Because I cannot imagine somebody who is new in the healing um, community mm. and want to say, okay, I feel that they want to start breathe like breath work. As I say, it's very powerful to release trauma. Mm. And that they're alone in their room and they go into a release and all of a sudden they have cracks and they cry and they go and even maybe like a, a body response. And, and so in that moment, what is very important is that we have the contact with one another. Mm. We have just a presence, if that's what we need, or a touch, mm. because that's the root cause of trauma. Mm. That's a great if answer. that makes sense. Yes, it does. Uh, and the reason why I was asking that also is because I think it was in your previous uh, post from maybe even last year uh, where you were talking about movement. And like dancing, and it's a great way to, I don't know, like heal trauma. Or I don't remember exactly what you were saying, but mm-hmm. can you share a little about you know why you think like dancing and movement? What are the benefits of it? Because it seems like that's something that you do a lot in or in older practices. But yeah, share a little more on that. The benefits of movement and ecstatic dancing. 
Absolutely. So as we say, trauma is in the body. So we can say trauma, trapped emotions or lower emotions. So I'm going to give you two practices that are actually helping to shift mm. a, an state to mm. something that it feels better. So the first, as you say, is dancing. Mm. So when we move, as we are more energy than we are matters, yeah. when we move, we actually release energy. And so certain emotions are stored in different places in the body. So if I'm going to like move my hips, then in the hips, there is the root energetic centers connected to the feeling of unsafety mm. um, and trust uh, a little a little bit up. So that's we have the sacral. The sacral is our emotional center related to sexuality, relationship, uh, even financial mm. um and so when I can move those parts and breathe, then energy moves too. So it's very powerful. Um, and the certain practice that mm. is incredibly powerful and can truly shift things is EFT. Okay. EFT, which is... Um, I can't remember the, but it's called tapping. Okay. So it's. Is it emotional? Emotional, yes. Yeah. Emotional freedom technique. Okay. okay. EFT. Okay. So um, by tapping in meridians mm. in the body, we have the ability to actually change subconscious belief that mm. holds. And so it's called the reversal psychology. Mm. So I will acknowledge where I'm at mm. and I will then affirm something that I want to build. Like, for example, I will tap around my face, on my chest and around my ribs and say, I've been working on this personally as self-sabotaging. So mm. even though I self-sabotage my success, my relationship, I love and accept myself anyway. And so when you, you can uh, acknowledge the negative and then building the, the positive on the top, this is an incredible practice that truly can shift uh, patterns, behaviors, beliefs, fears for a good time. So this is a practice that you need to do minimum three weeks every day and beyond. Mm, that's interesting. So that's, yeah, so... I, I, can you sh share that again? So, so like, do I wait till I'm like, let's say like if somebody like you, when you're triggered or when you're, you feel like you're out of your body, like when do you do this? Uh, when do you do the practice? So yes, that can happen if you feel triggered, if you feel low, if you want to shift something, but it actually really work as well when you see yourself having a behavior that is not aligned to what you desire mm. and at that point or is toxic for you or not good mm. and at that point you decide okay i want to take um this um actions to towards to try to integrate this and actually change it so i will give you go on youtube yeah and find brad Okay. This man is the king of EFT, emotional freedom technique, mm. and he has a video for everything 
that you can struggle with or face as tragedy, behaviors, feeling unsafe, feeling a uh, heartbreak, and it really help step-by-step um, step to shift those uh, heavy emotions. Mm, interesting. Yeah, no, I'll have to look into that. Uh, for you these days, you know, and before we start to record the podcast, you guys are in Mexico right now, enjoying the nice sunny weather. Um, what would you say your day-to-day uh, or morning or evening, like what, what are some things that you do like as a routine to stay balanced in your relationship, to stay healthy in your own day-to-day life? Like what does a day in your life kind of look like? And what are some things that you do that would say are part of your routine and makes you who you are? So I'm very devoted to my self-growth and to find peace within, right? And to grow into my purpose and to where really access my full potential because I know how small we can make ourselves when actually we can be an incredible, as human, we have incredible power that are beyond our understanding and conscious awareness. So my work lately has been, I meditate that's no negotiable. Yeah. I woke up and stay in the dark in my bed and put headphones and go into a meditation that is aligned to what I desire, what I'm facing, what I need to yeah. bring, etc. And then I will do some journaling. Um, then I will actually do some EFT, some mm-hmm. tapping, because it's been now three months that I do it every day for different topics. Um but then I do three weeks and then I shift to something else. Uh, and then I do, I go into my creative mode. Mm. So my creative mode will either, uh, you know, sharing value online or sharing for the program that I'm building because it's um, it's a group program, but I have as well like an encyclopedia yeah. that is self-healing within. So I'm constantly building and then I move my body. This is as well non-negotiable for my mental health. Mm. So my routine, the core, the foundations are always the same. Mm. They're like three hours approximately. Yeah. Mm. But along the way, I will change the topics of what I do depending of what I'm facing, how I want to grow, what I want to shed away, etc. Mm, that's good. Thank you for sharing that. What do you feel like is like the key to a happy life? You know, I feel like everybody wants to live a happy life and even outside of, you know, what we do, like not involving trauma or whatever is it, all the stuff that we do, like overall in a general, like what do you feel like is the key to living a happy life? Or maybe it's more than one key, but because you seem like a very happy person who is of course i'm sure you go through all the different spectra from emotions but overall it seems like you have found peace and you're you're happy right so i'm curious what would you say is the key to a happy life um i think they're all around beliefs Mm. because our beliefs dictate our lives Mm. and it actually dictates what we attract in life mm. so what i'm believe what i do believe i will attract so when i believe that the world is safe i can surrender let go of control that i'm always taken care of um that always all my needs are met uh, 
because I'm doing so, right? And when I believe that life is a bad cycle mm -hmm. and that sometimes there is some lower, but they're here to teach you. And sometimes there's some higher and it's time to enjoy. So when I have some core beliefs that are, I think, very important. And I actually do believe that to be fully happy, we have to have a kind of a deeper conscious awareness along our existence, which is beyond this body. And so when we can have those beliefs, life becomes easier. And the second, I would say, surround yourself who have with people who have the same belief mm -hmm. and who feel the call as well as you do into purpose or mm -hmm. who just understand you in a core level. And because we are social race, so when we can be in places around people that are in the same path, then it's it. It's so helpful, really. Mm, I like that. What are your thoughts on affirmations? You know, there is a lot of, of course, you know, coaches or individuals and books that talks about, you know, for example, if I say money keeps coming to me in, in, in multiple sources, and if I say that over and over again, eventually I will start to, money will start to come in multiple sources. Um, but then there are some, you know, people that say affirmations don't work and it's not. So it's everybody has a different uh, opinion, right? I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on affirmations? Do you do them? Do you have any type of affirmations that you repeat over and over again? And yeah, share your thoughts on that, please. So my thoughts on affirmations is that affirmations as words have a frequency. Yeah. So you will say words that will make you feel somehow, some way. And so same spelling, our words are ourselves. So we create our reality with our words. Now, I would say affirmation doesn't work for everybody, depending which affirmation you choose. Because mm -hmm. if you have a belief inside of you that you are poor, like, for example, poor consciousness, this is very, yeah. very largely common in this world, yeah. lack mentality, poor consciousness, uh, ancestral wounding around this I will believe that I will always be poor now I'm reading every day I'm a rich I'm a millionaire yeah your body says no this is not true and you're going to feel even worse yeah so when you do the shadow work shadow is like being able to put light yeah. what was unconscious so when you realize what do believe I hold mm. and Shadow work is like realizing that is irrational. It, it's not true. I can actually create my reality in different ways. Mm. And then slowly adding affirmations that are closer from what you already believe. For example, I'm responsible for my money. Like mm -hmm. I make money with ease. If, for example, you have ease to find jobs. Yeah. So, and then slowly you add up. Mm. When you feel your business is a certain state and you feel you're making certain money and it's still believing in you. Yes, I'm a millionaire. You mm. can step into those affirmations. Mm, that's good. I like the way you explained that. Uh, you mentioned something about shadow work. So I believe, you know, there's a lot of importance to shadow work. You know, I did a lot of shadow work in 2020 and it really helped me get to fall in love with all parts of myself. You know, because there was a lot of parts of myself that I was just like, no, I like this, but I don't like that. And when I started to really just be like, no, like this is all of me. And I start to show love and I start to be present for all those parts of me. It really just, you know, helped me to where I am today. You know, it just helped me discover myself more and everything like that. 
with everything that we we spoke about here today, how important would you say is shadow work or is shadow work also one of those pieces that somebody must start to do to to be able to listen to their heart more, to be able to live this multidimensional being that they are? How important is shadow work when it comes to all the stuff? Shadow work is very important mm. because, again, as you asked me how to be happy, I believe it's all about the belief that we hold. Yeah. So we are grown in an environment. We hold the belief of our parents, of our ancestral, of conditioning the society, so which is misaligned to the divinity that we're looking within, right? Mm. So shadow work is really putting light into the fears uh, the belief that are really stopping us to embody our full potential because we are ultimate powerful human but mm. the only thing that stops us is fear fear mm. of expressing fears of being fears of going after my dreams and mm. so when i can do the shadow work and realize that those are irrational in the subconscious level yeah. then i can slowly attract what is actually true and mm. what I truly desire, because we are creative being, and we are able to attract everything we truly desire. But it only depends on what we believe being true. Mm -hmm. I like that. That was a great answer. Uh, you know, you're you're in a happy relationship, and you work with women. I have a question. What do you? What would your message be to all the men that are out there? And to make it more specific, I would say just when it comes to this just space that we're in, you know, a lot of men need to be more emotionally attached and with themselves, be more aware. Um, just and I feel like there's a lot of men in this world that don't respect women either, which which shows you where they are in their own journey, right? Um, and which just I still have love for those men as well because they're lost, confused. So my question, yeah, like what would, because you work with women as well, so you probably hear a lot about what these women want in a man or what men are lacking these days and all these things. So yeah, what would your message be to the men that are listening to this podcast? So really having awareness in the body because that's again against the society we've grown up in, right? So really putting back awareness in the emotion. And that's what the masculine truly needs to understand his own emotions in order to actually move through life and eventually relationship because relationship is emotional, right? Yeah. You cannot be fully invested in a conscious relationship if you're fully disconnected from your own emotions. Mm. It doesn't make sense. So, and it's a reclamation. Yeah. It's a true work that men have to do because it's out of all belief they grew up in, mm. right? So I wouldn't say that woman, like the truth is that the feminine energy, her her purpose in life is connection and love. Mm. The masculine is purpose-oriented. It's mm. mission-oriented. I want to find my purpose. I want to do something for the world, especially yeah. when we're conscious, right? So the woman, as long as she can feel safe with somebody who is honest, yeah. somebody who is available, mm. 
somebody who is self-aware mm. and self-awareness comes from emotions where are my shadows the behaviors that are not fully accepted or loved or okay for me to do as long as i'm conscious of and i can share this it's all we really need as women feeling safe because when we can feel safe then we can then be ourselves be, be embody everything that we love and a woman really flourish when she can surrender mm-hmm. if she doesn't feel safe with a man if she doesn't trust a man then there's no surrender and there will be complication and behaviors that are out of alignment all the time Mm. so i hope i replied to your question no that's good that was a great way and one last question and this just came to my mind i it's a very new concept for me in the last year or so i have done it myself i i i almost like i believe it that so as a masculine man i have you know the feminine energy feminine masculine energy we all have it and then where i this even got deeper for me is where I have an inner goddess in me. There's an inner girl in me, you know, just as a man, like if I want to have an externally a goddess in my life, a queen that I treat good and to make sure to even attract a goddess like that or a woman, a beautiful woman like that in my life, I must first be good to the woman in me. And that woman in me is energetically, right? So energetically, there's a, is an embodied, there's a, a female in me. There's a, a feminine energy that I must learn to cater to, listen to, and be there for, hold space for. And as I do that more, I start to attract more conscious women in my life. So I'm curious, do you also believe that? Do you believe that as man and woman, we have that? Like as a woman, you have that masculine, that inner man, this all in you. And for myself as a man, there's that inner goddess that's in me and I must learn to listen and be good to it and hold space for it and all that stuff if I want to have a beautiful, authentic relationship in the external. Do you believe that we have those energies all within us? Yes, absolutely. I actually resume everything that I shared before. Mm. First connection with the woman is a reflection to your inner feminine so we both have the feminine energy and the masculine energy mm. now there is a difference in between which core are you embodying yeah and so you will naturally be attracted to the polarity to the opposite mm. now if you have a, a distortion or even dissociation with your feminine which your feminine is your emotions is your body is yeah. your spirituality then you will have a disconnection with the feminine outside of you too mm-hmm. i like that that was yeah that was beautiful so it's so true too like if if i want to feel more connected to the external females in my life well then get in touch with the female in me and i think this is something i feel like all men in this world should know and embody more because everybody wants an amazing woman in their life all men right and all women want an amazing man in their life but the reason why you're not attracting it because you're not even good to your the this the, the, that part of yourself so why would the universe give you something externally our um our external world is a reflection of our internal world yes and again it's such a beautiful and hard work for men mm. because it's totally out 
of the society of what is accepted at large mm. you know men don't cry don't show emotions don't be emotional don't be sensitive don't be you know needy and well all of this may be a part of you yeah and it's a part that men needs to reclaim in order to find balance and to find their divinity right because otherwise as you said, it's just there's such a disconnection that when women are reclaiming those parts, they cannot find alignment with somebody who is not mm. reclaiming or have reclaimed their emotional ties. Yes. No, that's so good. You know, I had a lot of fun on this interview. I learned a lot. I like the way you explain things. And that's something that I love about these podcast interviews is Everyone is different in how they articulate their experiences and their lessons. And you as well, I must say, very unique in the way you share your teachings. And at the same time, I believe that the women that are working with you, they're blessed and they're probably learning a lot from you. And they're very grateful for you. As we finish off the podcast, Leah, please let everybody know where they can find you. I will enter all that information in the detail section of the podcast so people can connect with you, follow you, and find you um, if they want to connect with you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's true that the way I, I share things are very much more feminine, slowly, a little bit chaotic, and a little less structured and logic as the masculine is naturally used to. Mm-hmm. So um, you can find me on Instagram, butterfly.mission. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, my business and the way I actually share and pour my love and my mission and my heart, especially for women in order to, you know, find empowerment and true alignment and happiness. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to put all that stuff in the detail section of the podcast so people can find you. And yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for giving us an hour of your time. It was truly a pleasure and I'm excited to release this podcast to the public and I'm sure it will be a lot of great, amazing feedback. And also, as we finish off the podcast right now, I do want to say that my intentions are for you guys listening to truly listen to this information. And I hope that you get inspired to take action and really do something with the information. I really hope and my intentions are that you, you know, find the magic in meditation, find the magic in healing your traumas and find the magic in healing yourself emotionally so you can show up better for yourself, for your relationship and for the world. And until next time, stay an aware alpha.